So yesterday in the Dominican Order, we kept the feast of St. Martin de Porres. Um, and uh, with all due respect to St. Charles Borromeo, today I'm going to share with you my, um, my, my reflections on, uh, on, on St. Martin de Porres in, in light of the, the readings, um, partisan Dominican. Um, I want to begin with the, with the first reading, which is from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. I want you to be happy, always happy in the Lord. I repeat, what I want is your happiness. Let your tolerance be evident to everyone. The Lord is very near. There is no need to worry, but if there is anything you need, pray for it, asking God for it with prayer and thanksgiving. And that peace of God, which is much greater than we can understand, will guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, fill your minds with everything that is true, everything that is noble, everything that is good and pure, everything that we love and honour, and everything that can be thought virtuous or worthy of praise. Then the peace of God will be with you. I hope you'll be happy during your stay. I hope you'll be happy with your new phone. If you purchase our upgrade package, I think you'll be very happy with it. We hear the word happy a great deal. Um, in fact, Pharrell Williams' song, Happy, had the first 24-hour music video. You could be happy listening to it for 24 hours, although I suspect at the end you probably wouldn't, just more tired and annoyed. What sort of happiness is St Paul pointing to? Is it any different to these happinesses? I want you to be happy always happy in the Lord. I think it is profoundly different. He's not wishing us happiness with something. He's desiring happiness for us in relation with someone. It's subtly but crucially different from so many of the promises of happiness we hear every day, because most of them, in fact, aim to stoke our desire first. Apple doesn't want you to be happy with your phone for long, which is why it's already well along the way to releasing a better one at the time you buy your new one. St. Paul, though, is pointing to the fulfillment of all desire, a fulfillment which will require no upgrade. And the true happiness he points to is never with things. It's always about relation. Because we were made for relation, and the Trinity in whose image and likeness, likeness we were made is a perfect relation of knowing and love. God wants us to be happy. We don't always believe that. Adam and Eve didn't, which is why they were tempted by Satan seeking to grab for themselves what God had wanted to give to them. But it's a good question to ask ourselves in any situation, any encounter, does this person desire my happiness? Or do they just want my attention, my money, my support? How many of your encounters, how many of your dealings each day are with people who really want you to be happy? We live in an environment where our desires are constantly being stoked. Adverts everywhere, almost impossible to avoid. Impossible to avoid because people are paying a great deal of money to ensure that you do look at them. As I was walking through the underground yesterday, I tried to not look at any of the adverts either side of me as I went through the, the passage. 
at Charing Cross, it was incredibly difficult. And I'm sure all this being subjected to advertising makes us restless and unhappy. Just having been on retreat, I'm conscious of how much more at peace I was without adverts, how my thoughts were more my own, or the mysteries that I was contemplating, not the images that others pay to put into my head. People who I'm not sure have my happiness in mind. I think rather they want my desire because my desire will lead to my money or my support. Do not underestimate the power of advertising to make you unhappy, to make you feel inadequate or that you do not have enough. And be brave enough sometimes to put yourself in spaces where there is less advertising. As Nicholas Carr once said, one of my favorite philosophers of technology, he once said cautioning about the cost um, of all the free stuff we get online. If you are not paying for it, you are the product. More knowledge of you and your behaviors being sold so that others can make you even more acutely dissatisfied and then propose just what would fix it. But imagine a world in which our desire to serve rather than consume was being stimulated. Because such a desire does exist. People do look at inspirational videos online about service. But they also then watch a lot of ads whilst doing it. And I have a suspicion, a suspicion which leaves a more immediate mark. We need to be clear about our worldview and also what is informing it. I was with students at a Catholic school recently who thought they were being rebellious by rejecting some church teachings, not realizing that the greater rebellion, given the cultural influences on them, would be to keep the church teachings. St. Martin de Porres was in some ways a holy rebel, rejecting a culture which saw him as less for being mixed race and most powerfully resisting hatred against those who mistreated him. I've been reading about critical race theory in the last few days, and one of the most striking features is just how hopeless it is. Certain groups considered irredeemably racist, incapable of not being racist, and everything ultimately being reduced to some power struggle. But Martin's life of service proposes and witnesses to a very different possibility. Lives were transformed by his witness to the love of God and his neighbor. The recognition of his own inalienable dignity before God made him see it in others and then help them live in a way more fitting to their dignity. Loving the other can do this in a way that condemnation and hatred can never achieve. Where critical race theory proposes power and power being used against the former oppressor, St. Martin's example, the Christian gospel, proposes a very different power, the power of service, the power of loving service.